the Shopcast, a weekly podcast where we answer questions about some of the most important values of the growing prayer movement in Canada. My name is Emily, and joining me today, as always, is Brian Creary, Director of Sanctuary House of Prayer in Winnipeg, and also my dad. Hi, Em. Hi. It's nice to be back. Yes. So we're going to continue on with our series about uh, things that we can do in isolation, right? Yeah. I've been thinking about the dynamics in our nation and all of the restrictions and how many provinces are just really uh, locked down. And then there's some others that are hardly got anything going on in Manitoba right now. It seems like we may be going to be opening up a little bit in the next while. We're not sure. Um, But the pandemic is with us. And so it's a good time to think about the kinds of things that we can do to to strengthen ourselves and to to benefit from this uh, strange time of isolation uh, that we're in. So we got a new topic today. I bet you're curious. Do you want to know what it is? <laughs> so we've already looked at uh, understanding and knowing Jesus. Today I want to look at understanding and knowing the Holy Spirit and uh, see where that takes us. So shall I begin? Yes. What do you know about the Holy Spirit, Emily? Do you know much? I mean, third person of the Trinity, right? Jesus kind of obvious because there he is in four full Gospels and there's lots of description. And the Father kind of dominates the Old Testament and all those dynamics. But the Holy Spirit's sort of mysterious. Would you say you know very much about him if you really think about it? No. I feel like I even hardly think of him. My vocabulary is more leaning towards Jesus and Lord and stuff. I don't usually even really think of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So let me tell you a little bit about the sort of the things you need to know, and then we'll go from there. Because the Holy Spirit's an important equal partner, equal member or person of the Trinity. The Trinity is this, you know, divine mystery where where there's three persons and yet only one God. and, and, uh, and, And it's not like the Holy Spirit's Jesus' little brother or something. He's fully God, just in the same way that Jesus... And the Father, but you're right, he's, he can easily be forgotten because he's sort of mysteriously and invisibly moving in, in our midst and amongst us, and, you know, you could pass right over him. So here, here's sort of the basics. The first thing that people usually miss, it's um, kind of a profound point, but the Holy Spirit was given to uh, the New Testament church in two different Occasions. I don't know if you realize that or not, but there's two times when the Holy Spirit was given to the to the church. There are two sort of separate experiences. And Jesus talks about it with his disciples before he goes to the cross, and he says, "You're going to receive the Holy Spirit. He's going to come to you as a comforter. He's going to come as an advocate. You know what an advocate is? It's like a lawyer. He's going to work on your behalf. He's going to plead your case. He's going to going to be strong on your on your side, and he's going to lead you into all truth and do a number of other things. We'll talk about in a second." But he's going to be not around you and not upon you, but in you. And when I'm sure when the disciples heard that, they probably thought to themselves, what do you mean in me? That doesn't happen. God doesn't go inside of me. Because up to that point in the in the Bible, nobody had the Holy Spirit living within them in a permanent way. They all were experiencing the, the power of God, even the invisible version of that in the Spirit, coming and resting on them, the prophets that would rest upon them, and then he would leave again. And so this is a this is a big deal. He's, Jesus is saying, no, I'm going to go, and then when I go, he's going to come and he's going to live inside of you. Then, uh, when Jesus dies and comes back 
from the dead, and he meets with them a number of times. He says, now stay in Jerusalem because the Holy Spirit's going to come in power upon you, and you need the power to do the work of the kingdom that's following. And then we know that story, Acts chapter 2. They're all together. They're praying. Jesus is already gone. He's, res- he's uh, ascended into heaven. And then all of a sudden, they'll hear the wind start to blow. No wind is actually blowing, but it sounds like wind. Tongues of fire appear over their heads, and the power of the Holy Spirit comes in the term is they're baptized in the in the Holy Spirit. And then they get power. They get a, a sort of a resident power that operates in their lives that totally changes the way they do things. And that's the birthing of the New Testament church is birthed really in power. And if you're not sure whether or not there was any power evident, up until that point, do you know how many Christians there were on the earth at the point that they went into the upper room? In the whole world, do you know how many Christians there were? Nope. In the upper room there, there was only... 120, well, I'm going to make room for a few more that didn't get into the upper room, but the but the crowd had dispersed and people were gone and the, the remaining followers were in the room. That's all there was left. It was just like a little church. It wasn't even a mega church. It was just like 120, 150, maybe if you count a few people that weren't there and that's it for the whole world and everyone else is left. Then the power of God comes upon them and while they're up, upstairs, and when they come downstairs, the people that are around hear them speaking in tongues and hear them in their own languages. Peter gets up and speaks a message and preaches to them, and by the end of the day, there's 3,000 new uh, believers in the join the church. So we went from 120 to 3,000 just in the space of a few hours. The difference was the power of God that came, the Holy Spirit's power that came upon them. And so the Holy Spirit's doing things in, in our midst and, and through us all the time. And the, the reality is that the third person of God lives inside of you. You ever think about that? You're lying there at the end of the night, you close your eyes and you're talking to God and you're thinking to yourself, wow, you're living inside of my body right now. Does that ever occur to you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it maybe should? Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty crazy, really. When you think about the fact that he's not just distant, he's not somewhere else, but he's actually right within you, within your actual human frame. That's where he resides. I don't know how it works that he can live inside of you and me at the same time and a billion other believers on the earth, but that's what the Bible teaches, that he lives within us and his, he's inside your human frame, which is a game changer if you'll think about what that means. Uh, because that says all kinds of things about whether or not God likes you, whether or not he values you, whether he wants to do stuff with you. I mean, we qu- question all that stuff all the time, right? We're always asking, does God actually like me? Does he even you know, enjoy me? Does he want to do, does he want me to do anything for him at all? Does he value my efforts? And I would say, well, he lives inside of you. He must like you a little bit. I mean, he's removed right inside your body. He's living within you. This almost ends the conversation immediately when you think about that. It, it has so many profound implications. And so the Holy Spirit, there's a lot more to say on it. He does a lot more things. Uh, but, the, but the presence of him on the inside of you combined with the power of God working through you is really the kind of the summation of what he's all about. Uh, so why is it important for right now then? Well, you're stuck in isolation and you're wondering what in the world's going on and the world is kind of spinning and you're looking for answers to your life, right? I mean, everybody is at some level. Would you say that you've been doing that yourself? That you just over the last last year, you've had those kinds of conversations in your own mind and with the Lord, like what's going on? Why is my life not moving? You know, I thought I'd be in a different place than this. I mean, that's your experience like it is everybody's, right? Yeah. 
And so what is the benefit of knowing the Holy Spirit and knowing what he does? Well, you tell me, what do you think? Why, why do you think that that would be helpful um, to know that the Holy Spirit lives within you uh, in a time like this when you're searching for answers? Mm. I know, it makes you think, doesn't it? I just think of why you said the that you're never alone, right? Yeah. It's like, I guess I'm not really like physically alone because like we live together and stuff, but for people that actually are single and live by themselves, then it's a lonely time yeah. more so than any other time. So I would just think of like that aspect. And you could add to it. You're, you're not alone, but you're also the one that who's with you what what's he bringing to you in this moment is what's so is what's so powerful because mm-hmm. you're looking for answers or you're looking for comfort or you're looking for peace maybe maybe i remember this feeling in the beginning stages of the pandemic when we didn't know how dangerous it was uh, you probably remember this there was just this sense of anxiety like oh man it's coming mm-hmm. and are we going to catch it and then what's it going to do and like uh, you know, I'm a little bit older, like maybe I'm more vulnerable. And what what if my parents catch it? They're older. And, and are people going to be dying in my circle or in our church community? Or what, you know, what's going to be happening? And it was, there was anxiety. There was genuine fear and anxiety around that issue. What I needed was the peace of God to settle my heart, right? And to all of us, all, we all need that. The person of the Trinity that can best provide that for you is living on the inside of you right in there where your emotions are, right? And mixed intertwined with your with your soul and the and all of the struggles and all the things that you're thinking about and feeling and the swirl. I mean, think about this for a second. <clears throat> People don't really think about this, but again, in the in a different time prior to Jesus giving the Holy Spirit to us internally, when you prayed to God, you had to do it out loud because there was no internal presence of God to turn inwards and talk to him. And we're we're so used to it. You you just will do it instinctively. Lie down and again. I, the, my favorite image is you lie in bed at the end of the night, put your head on the pillow in the dark, and you and you without opening your mouth say, "Okay, Lord, that was that was quite a day. You know, good, bad, whatever. Here's what I'm worried about. Here's what I'm thinking about. Here's why I like you. Here's why I don't know what I'm I'm doing." And you did all that without even opening your mouth. Because you can turn inwards. He lives on the inside of you. And the conversation is real. If you caught, pause for a second and actually listen, you can even hear him talking back to you. And you can have an actual conversation without ever opening your mouth. And prior to the the Holy Spirit coming, it was impossible. <laughs> they had to go to the temple and raise their prayers to him. And... It just makes me, like, not confused, but kind of just wondering, like, What's the difference between the three of them then? Mm. If you're just talking to inwardly, then you're talking to the Holy Spirit. But is it like more so just a gateway to Jesus and the Father? They're, they're like they're all the same person, right. obviously. They're but still, we talk about them as they're three separate people. Right. Expressions of the, of the Godhead, the personality defined for us so that we can relate to them differently. So so when I think about friendship with God, I usually think about Jesus because I feel like that's the easiest. When you're thinking about a father relationship, you think about the father, of course. When I think big creator, sustainer stuff, my mind goes towards the father, although theologically, biblically, it's I know that they were all there and they all took part. 
But the Holy Spirit, because he's, we've been told, lives within us, that you develop a relationship with God through the, that expression. So you're right, you're just talking to one God. There's not three of them, but yet this is the way he's choosing to talk to you and to relate to you and to provide for you in this moment by saying, hey, I'm going to come in invisibly and I'm going to live inside of you. I mean, the Father can't live inside of you like we understand him, glorious and wrapped in light sitting on his throne. So he's not going to live inside of you in that expression. Jesus is not because he's human. He can't crawl inside of you. He's taken on a human body, but he's made a way for the third person of the Trinity to come and to live within you. And it's invisible and it's, and it's profound because it's still the same one. Do you know what Jesus actually said? It'll be better for you that I go away because if I go, then the Holy Spirit will come. <laughs> I bet you they thought, I doubt it. <laughs> you can't leave. Don't leave. There's no way it's going to be better if you leave. Is it because of that aspect that he can't be a billion places at once? Well, the human form of Jesus is not going to be a billion places right. at once, but the the divine side of him, and particularly as it relates to the spirit, can be anywhere and right. everywhere, right? Complicated mysteries, but uh, that's what I like about it. I, I, instead of trying to figure out how it all works scientifically, I just enjoy the fact that the Lord says, yeah, I'm going to live inside of you. And if I'm inside of you, I'm going to bring all that I am to you. So if you're having anxiety in this time, of isolation, uh, I'm there. I'm with you in it. If you're struggling with your future and you don't know where this thing's going and you don't, you're worried about how it's going to work out and you feel like it's all on you, I got to get out of this house so I can get going with my life and figure out where things are going. The Lord just whispers from the inside and goes, relax, I'm actually with you and I'm working the details out. And if you'll, work, if you'll come with me, I got a better plan than you do. You can actually trust me. And all of those things are all connected. So what would be the difference in interacting with this one aside from interacting with Jesus and God? Yeah, good question. Because you're right, one God, right? So different forms. But I think when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we want to cooperate not just with the presence of knowing that he's there, because there's some theology that's awesome. You know, he's, you're marked like with a seal of the Holy Spirit for the day of redemption, which means the very fact that he's there is you, and he's present is like a mark upon you, sealing you for the future day when you are going to be taken into heaven with him forever. And so it's kind of like passive. There's nothing really happening. He's just there. Mm -hmm. That's fine. We believe that. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're in me. But what about his voice? Speaking his voice. What about learning how to hear him or moving in step with him in power so that when the Holy Spirit whispers something to you and says, hey, right now, pray for healing for somebody. Now, maybe from a distance now because we're not outside, but maybe not. Maybe you're somewhere and you can do it. The Holy Spirit is the one moving in that power dimension in our lives, like we saw in the book of Acts, and teaching us to cooperate with him, teaching us to come along. I mean, they're all one, right? So it, it would be the, the equivalent of when Jesus and his 12 disciples walked the land of Israel. He would say to them, I'm sure at points, hey, see that blind guy over there? Let's go over there and, and we're going to, you know, encounter him. And so they all walk over and then Jesus says, what do you want? And he says, I want to see. And then he says, okay, well, your faith has made you whole. You can see. And his eyes pop open. Well, now the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and says, hey, see that blind guy over there? Let's go over. But now you don't have Jesus physically next to you. He's living inside of you, but it's comparable. And so we want to learn how to cooperate with the Lord, especially in the areas of, of these power things, because in this weird season that we're in, people are reaching. 
and they want to know where where's God and what's he doing and what's going on in the world. And the Holy Spirit, I think, has lots to say through us and lots to demonstrate uh, as we move with him. So that, that'd be the strength. Those would be the areas that I would say are the most important. And my guess would be, I'll just say this as a last comment because I know we're out of time. If we would learn how to hear his voice, we use the term sometimes turning inward, just this simple idea of just turn yourself inward and listen to his voice on the inside and get good at recognizing his voice, I think it would totally transform the way we walk out our lives. But most of the time we're on the move or we are hearing our own voices a lot and our own voice and we're not distinguishing what is just us worrying or talking versus him actually speaking. And so it's just a big jumbled mess and we don't benefit from that. If we could figure out how to quiet ourselves down a little bit and actually hear him, that would cause all kinds of other things to go into motion and you'd be in a different place. So that, that'd be my challenge. You can hear him. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Something to work at. <laughs> okay, well, that's all we have for today. If you want more information on this topic and others, you can check out our website at sanctuaryhop.com. On behalf of myself and my dad, thanks for listening to Shopcast. Shopcast.